Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, today's guest on our podcast is the distinguished medieval and Tudor historian, Derek Wilson. And his story, Web of Intrigue, is the cover story for the April edition of History Today. It looks at the troubled and rather peripatetic exile of Henry Tudor, long before he seized the crown at Bosworth in 1485 from Richard III. Um, Derek, hello, welcome. Hello there. Um, this exile yeah. is absolutely crucial to our understanding of Henry Tudor. And I yet, thought so, yes. And yet he was an extraordinarily unlikely king in many ways because his claim was tenuous, to say the least. Absolutely right, yeah. Could you ex yep. tell us something about those early years, when he uh, was forced into exile, why he was forced into exile, and the kind of contacts he made when he went to Europe? Right. Well, he was um, uh, hurried into exile by his uncle, Jasper Tudor, as soon as Edward IV uh, grabbed the crown and uh, was um, systematically trying to get rid of any po any conceivable Lancastrian climate, uh, claimants to the throne. So he, um, J Jasper, took him off, uh, hopefully, to uh, a French court um, where he expected to have uh, uh, some succour. But um, the gales in the channel forced them to land in Brittany where he became the guest stroke prisoner of uh, Duke Francis II of Brittany, who was in conflict with Louis XI of France. And how was Henry Tudor regarded at that point by these major players in Brittany and France? Oh, I think he was a useful uh, pawn um, in their various schemings and negotiations. Uh, you've got a, a sort of three-way relationship between uh, Louis XI, King of France, Duke Francis of Brittany, and um, Edward IV in England, all of whom had an interest um, in Henry Tudor. And uh, at any particular time, um, Henry could be either given support and, and, and comfort and succor, or um, offered to either of the other contenders as a appalling the negotiations. And do you think Henry, at this point, had it in mind that one day he would take the crown of England? Uh, I think this must have always been in his mind, and certainly in, in the, the mind of Jasper and the um, Lancastrian hopefuls. But I imagine that um, for much of the time he was more concerned with his own 
survival. And how much threat was he under through this period? What were the great dangerous moments that Henry had to face? Well, there came a point where um, uh, where, uh, where Duke Francis decided to uh, that it was in his interest to cozy up to Edward IV and um, offered to uh, to send him back to England, send Henry back to England, and. Um, uh, this he uh, he did or tried to do. Uh, they, 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 the party conveying him got as far as the coast, uh, but then uh, Henry managed to give them the slip and um, went back to Nantes to uh, to Duke Francis's uh, headquarters, and uh, and the Duke, you know, full of contrition, uh, welcomed him back again. So, so that was all right. And then a little later on, or some years uh, later on, rather, when, um, after um, Louis XI died, there was a constitutional crisis, and his young heir was left in the regency of, um, of uh, Anne and de Beaujeu. And um, in this situation, the possibility again cropped up of uh, using uh, Henry to... Um, help in the situation. So he was sent, he was again offered up as a, as a sacrifice, but at this time escaped to the court, to the French court, and was received the support of the Regency there. Now you say, Derek, that this period of exile, this long period of exile, exactly how long was it, by the way? 14 years. Um, that this was the breeding ground of what would become Tudor political and administrative reform mm. once he took the crown in 1485. Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, I think that um, Henry had ample opportunity to see how politics actually worked um, on the ground, and particularly to study the behaviour of Louis XI, who was a remarkable king, who really did re you know, re-establish royal power in France and brought most of the nobles to heal. And he did so not by fighting expensive wars, but by various um, means, particularly using money. And he, he was uh, <clears throat> known as um, Louis the Prudent. And uh, he could, how should I put this, he was very adept at bribing uh, people not to make, to make trouble and in using um, money rather than uh, war. So, for example, when Charles the Bold, when Charles the Bold, one of the leading nobles, rose up against him, he uh, Louis paid paid Swiss mercenaries to attack Charles's territory, and that's just keeping him out of the way. And so, the, and the, so the the revolt came to nothing. Um, also, Louis looked for support. Not to the nobles, but for but to the mercantile and legal classes, he, um, he he granted charters to the towns. He encouraged trade. He used the uh, lawyers uh, in his own council, and all these things were things that um, Henry did when he came to power in in England. This very unstable and peripatetic period of exile uh, must have made. Henry a very paranoid figure, I think. How does that manifest itself when he gets back to England? Yes, I think you're right there. He knew what he had here. He knew that 
various forces were acting against him, that the Yorkists were, were not just going to roll over and lie down. There were, there were likely to be, uh, to be threats anywhere, so he was always on the lookout for difficulties. Um, he adopted the uh, one, one of the um, one of the traits of Louis of of sending uh, his agents into the various parts of the realm um, to look into, for example, to look into family archives or local archives of. Uh, to see what um, relationships the the, uh, the the nobles and their forefathers had had with the crown, so to see whether he there were there were um, things that he could catch them on, things that he could actually uh, issue fines for, in order to uh, heavily burden the the, uh, the nobility with money problems, so that they wouldn't rise up against him. Do you think we underrate him as a king? We've had a great deal of publicity of late, obviously of Richard III, the person whose crown he took, um, who gets all the publicity. And of course he had those great famous descendants, his son Henry VIII, of course, and Elizabeth I, among the most famous of all English monarchs. Do you think we underrate Henry? I'm sure we do. And why do you think that is? I think partly because of the larger-than-life figure that Henry VIII was, and uh, the fact that Henry, that Henry VIII, I think, deliberately pushed his, his the record of his father into the background. Um, you'll be familiar, I'm sure, with the the, the famous um, Westminster cartoon showing Henry VIII and his wife and his father and his mother all uh, gathered round a a plinth of the Latin inscription on. If you, if you look at that picture, there is Henry VIII looking massive, and, and in fact all our pictures of Henry VIII has really stemmed from this pose. Henry VII, by contrast, sort of cowering in the background, sort of clutching his cloak around him and looking a very diminutive figure. And the Latin inscription says, you know, it says and here you see two great kings. The question is, who is the greater? Many talks about uh, yes, Henry, Henry VII um, uh, <clears throat> was uh, successful in battle and so on, but it was really Henry VIII was most important because he brought the church under control and so on and so forth. So and Henry VIII, throughout his life, was, I think, haunted by this, this figure of his father, who was a great king, who was, a great, who was the last, I suppose, of the great um, English kings who actually uh, led his armies in battle. And do you think, we've, we've often seen 1485 traditionally as the end of the medieval period, the end of the Middle Ages, the beginning of early modern history. Um, mm. Do you think within Henry we see a combination of those two things that look back to the Middle Ages and yet define something that's modern? Is that fair? Um was 1485 really a, a watershed? Well, I suppose that's the old undergraduate question, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, always in history we have, don't we, sort of turning points and continuity. And, uh, and 1485 was a, was a turning point, but it also was continuity. And I think you do have to look back into the uh, preceding uh, conflict between York and Lancaster and the ultimate triumph an unlikely triumph, really, of Henry VII, you know, to, to evaluate. Uh, some historians have, have said that um, 
that this, this is a turning point because Henry and Louis and the King of Spain were the three great figures who now emerged as the, the, the new monarchy, and the, the powerful leaders of centralized states. Now, one can say this was because of the personality of these particular rulers, or you can say that, well, times were changing, feudalism was, uh, was wearing thin, wearing out, and uh, a centralized government would have come in anyway. But you know, it, it, it's um, um, a matter of uh, debate. But um, certainly, Henry was, Henry was a remarkable man, and, and much of his achievement um, comes from his tutelage uh, in, in Brittany and France in those strange 14 years. Mm. And it was very much that personality that was imposed on England, I think, and you do get very much the sense of that when one studies Henry's reign. But, yeah. um, but I think the key is, I very much agree with you, Derek, that the key is in that tutelage, it is in that exile. Yeah. And our readers, History Today's readers, um, can follow that web of intrigue in the April edition. Um, so thank you, Derek. Thank you very much for that. Okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.